0: What's up, everybody? I am Alicia M. Pennington. We are here with the Sports Med broadcast. I'm the host of the Business Advantage, and we have Kevin King here who is coming from North Carolina Athletic Trainers Association as well as the Carolina Panthers. We're going to be talking state advocacy. He's got some really cool things he's doing over in North Carolina, and we're also going to talk about what it's like to be an athletic trainer in the NFL. We're live here at the Dragonfly Max Podcast Lounge in Las Vegas during NATA 2019. So if you hear some noise in the background, it's everybody bustling around. We've got lots of attendees here. So Kevin, first of all, thank you for being with us today. I'm super excited to have you on our podcast.
1: It's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate you uh, having me on.
0: Awesome, well let's jump right into it. I am really excited to talk to you about your efforts at the state level. Um, And so I want to preface this with, you are in North Carolina, and you. What position do you hold on the North Carolina Athletic Trainers Association board?
1: I am uh, co-chair of the PR committee uh, with our state association, and Nina Walker and Nancy Grow uh, also are chairs uh, with that committee. But there's a lot of people that kind of make it go.
0: Okay, awesome. So, how did you get involved? in sort of the volunteer positions either in the state of North Carolina or originally?
1: Well, I've had great mentors throughout. Um, say Jim Bazluki, who's currently our president, was a professor of mine when I was an undergrad at East Carolina about 20 years ago. And uh, he stressed the importance of being involved uh, you know, at the state and district level and uh, you know, made sure that we went to meetings and, you know, through that process, you know, you saw the needs and uh, started to understand the structure. And, you know, when I had the opportunity as a full-time uh, staff member, when, you know, when I came back to the state, um, that's when I was able to take advantage and start volunteering and, okay. and working with, you know, various projects that they had going on in North Carolina.
0: So you've always been in the North Carolina society? Have you have you been in any other states?
1: So when I was in graduate school at University of Connecticut, uh, I was part of the CATA there, and then I uh, did a one-year internship in Ohio, and I uh, you know, did some work with uh, you know the Ohio, the Ohio Athletic Trainers Association. Okay,
0: and so did you start out at the PR level, or what was your initial position, and how have you kind of...
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think back to what I uh, actually started with... Uh, Yeah, I'm not sure because, yeah, Charlie Rozanski was the Director of Sports Medicine at NC State. You know, it was my first full-time job in North Carolina and, you know, he was the District Director of uh, District 3 and, you know, he had his volunteering, helping uh, with a lot of the events there. Um, So, I feel like a lot of things evolved out of that. but I think my first official uh, committee position was chair of uh, the ethnic diversity committee. Okay. Uh, you know, there uh, at the district level.
0: Okay. Now, North Carolina does some really cool stuff during National Athletic Training Month. Oh, I mean, thank you guys, you. <laughs> you guys do a lot of cool stuff all the time, and and we'll talk about some of those. But. Okay. Um, The most recent one this year I thought was stunning. Uh, And I'll let you guys, I'll let you talk a little bit about what it is. I think I wouldn't even do it service if I tried to describe it, but can you talk a little bit about where the ideation comes from for um, your uh, campaigns during national athletic training month? And also I want to mention that you guys have won the state award, uh, the state PR award, several times for your efforts. So talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Well, thank you for for, uh, bringing that up. So, um, you know, the ideas come from you know, a variety of people in our association and, and, and definitely in our committee. Uh, one of the projects that uh, we did this past year and I'm really proud of is uh, you know, a project where we're able to utilize a, a ballerina there in Charlotte yeah. um, to represent uh, the seven, kind of just top seven ways that uh, the Corey Stringer Institute has identified uh, in preventing catastrophic uh, injury and sudden death in athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say the idea comes from, uh, uh, you know, a conversation that happened in the athletic training room. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Cam Newton uh, was talking about a, an, an unarmor event in, uh meeting Misty Point and um yeah, you know, I start following her, you know, yeah. this ballerina after that. And she was part of this thing called the Ballerina Project where it has these ballerinas in these very stunning poses in kind of everyday life on a subway or, right. at a, you know, sidewalk. And uh, I thought, wow, that, those pictures really grab your attention. They do. So what if we use that to help, you know educate folks about the seven ways, top ways to prevent sudden death and catastrophic yeah. injury. Uh, so, you know, we, I brought this to our committee and, uh, you know, we just kind of uh, threw some ideas out there and, uh, you know, reached out to a ballerina in Charlotte. She was on board. Our team photographer, um, Melissa uh, Rodriguez, she was able to, to contribute. Those, yeah. We even reached out to a local gallery uh, for no charge. They were very interested and actually uh, let us... Uh, display our artwork for two months.
0: That's incredible.
1: And you know, several other groups have you know asked if we can have those pictures uh, at their events.
0: Yeah, I mean, these photos. To your point, um, I think the juxtaposition of seeing a ballerina in some of these um, you know standing in a whirlpool, or <laughs> uh, you know it. it I think it, it absolutely grabs your attention. That's the perfect way of saying it. And it it requires conversation as a result. And, I, and I'm sure that that's what the inference was with wanting to do this. And honestly, they're just stunning. And I'm not surprised that other organizations want it because when I knew that it was going to be in the gallery for two months, I thought, well, what's going to happen after that? Like, can I buy one? Can we auction these off? Because I can't imagine them just you know, being put in a closet somewhere. They're just, um, they're beautiful uh, descriptors of of so much of what we do. So that's awesome. Um, I also want to, I want, I'm interested in hearing from you. So uh, we know that you're with the Panthers and that you volunteer a lot. Why do you volunteer? I know you said that, you know, you had great mentors, but for anybody out there who thinks I don't have the time, I don't think that, anybody can argue that more than someone in the NFL. And so talk to me a little bit about why you continue to be involved and what volunteerism means to you.
1: Well, I think everyone can do something, right? You know, we have people that, uh, that, that contribute at various levels, right? You know, I I co-chair a committee. So, you know, my involvement's a little more, um, you know, but we have some people that are able just to come and do the events that we set up. Um, but, no, I think it's important uh, because there's people that helped me along the way. There are folks that, um, you know, that, that have provided a lot of uh, uh, assistance along the way. Right. You know, I, another thing I, I kind of uh, point to is, uh, you know, growing up in rural Eastern North Carolina, tobacco country, uh, <laughs> you know, I've been blessed to, to get a world-class education at East Carolina and the University of Connecticut. Yeah. And it's been great to bring some of those you know opportunities that knowledge back to uh you know kind of my native area, so i love that um you know just a variety of reasons to 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 give back but um, that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's uh, a, a good state. Uh, we got a lot of people to help us do that.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm such a strong proponent of volunteerism, getting involved in the profession. I think that it completely changes the trajectory of someone's mm. career by doing that. And if I, I, I want to encourage people because there's entry points at every level, whether it's the state, the district, the national, and there's a committee For a representation of every kind. So, um, you know, you don't have to be an NFL athletic trainer to get involved, uh, but certainly, even if you are you still can make time if right. if you feel that it's important for you.
1: I, I just want to add, it, yeah. it I feel like it can make you a better professional as well. You get a chance to you know do some things that your normal job setting may not allow you to do. Absolutely. So you learn some new skills, you get a chance to meet you know different people and uh, like again, be on a
0: podcast. <laughs> like
1: being <laughs> in a podcast. So yeah I, I, I highly encourage anyone yeah. interested.
0: So you've brought with you an example. Um, So one of the initiatives that the state of North Carolina has attempted to put forward for a few years now, is a license plate. And I think that this is one of the coolest things. <laughs> when we talk about wanting to reach external stakeholders, we want to we talk about um, bringing brand recognition to our profession. I think this is such a phenomenal campaign. So talk to us a little bit about, again, maybe where the idea came okay. from and if people want to contribute or get involved, how they can, and yeah. what your guys' end goal is with this.
1: Okay. Um, so driving around North Carolina, we have a lot of... Uh, vanity plates, specialty plates, I mean, anything from, uh, you know, uh, supporting the bees to uh, safe trails and so on and so right. forth. So, you know, we had the idea, well, all these other organizations have found ways to you know, utilize license plates to, you know, get their message out. Yeah. You know, why can't we do that? Yeah. So we talked to our uh, lobbyist uh-huh. um, you know, to see kind of what that process is. And, um, you know, they were able to secure, uh, you know, Legislative support, sure, and uh, you know, kind of get us set up uh, to do that. Yeah, the only requirement was three getting 300 uh, folks to commit to uh, a license plate. So we're kind of struggling to, to meet that number right now. But you know, the thought is create awareness uh, throughout the state and beyond, right? Uh, on on cars in a very uh, simple way, yeah. having the AT logo, you know, on our North Carolina plates. Um, a way, if anyone's interested, you know, North Carolina resident. Um, is just reach out to our state association. Uh, we have the information on our website, okay, uh, ncathleticTrainers.org. Okay. Um, and, you know, they can find all the information they need, the forms, uh, my contact information, and uh, we can help you, you through that.
0: Yeah. So 300 signatures is what we need to get this push forward, right? Yeah.
1: Sig- signatures, completed uh, applications, and, uh, you know, even if you change your mind, that helps us get to that, that uh, 300 limit and, you know, and then, you know, that would really help us in, in completing this project and creating some great awareness.
0: And, you know, that's one of those things where I'm such a proponent of even if you personally will never benefit from it, but someone else in the profession might, yeah. it doesn't cost you anything, maybe a couple minutes, you know, fill out an application. I feel this way about NPI numbers, right? Oh, so yes. even if you'll never use third-party reimbursement, get your NPI <laughs> number, right? Yes. Um, So I think that this is another perfect example. Athletic trainers that are out there in North Carolina, friends, family of athletic trainers in North Carolina, you know, get your name on this list. We only need 300. Help Kevin and the PR (laughs) committee get this initiative pushed forward um, so that we can bring some really cool awareness in the state. Thank you. You've also brought a really cool (laughs) item that I want you to talk about. Um, So tell us about this this bow tie that you have.
1: Okay, so... Again, we're always looking for creative ways to uh, do advocacy. Um, So, you know, we have a lot of different conversations in the Athlete Trading Room. Certainly. Someone made me aware of a uh, wood bow tie company out of Oklahoma. A
0: wood bow tie. Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. The company is Two Guys Bow Tie.
0: Okay. And...
1: um, yeah, they make wooden bow ties, and they make custom wooden bow ties. Okay. So I approached them with the idea of an athlete training bow tie. Oh. <laughs> so I was able to get our state association logo uh-huh. and uh, the AT logo on okay. this wooden bow tie, and it was stunning. Yeah. And... Uh, one of the many things that we did during National Athlete Training Month is um, we were able to get uh, the lawmakers to fly uh, a flag in honor of athlete training over our state capital wow. during the, you know, during March during National Athlete Training Month, and you know afterwards they uh, provided us with that flag and you know some sort of certification. Well, I was able to send that flag to the two uh, guys Bow Tie Company, and they integrated that in with the bow tie and made a uh, pocket square. Um, You know, from the from the remaining part of the uh, flag, so it's really a a great project that they were able to help us out with.
0: So, is it just a one of a kind? Can people buy these, or was it it just it's one of a a kind now? Uh But if
1: there's some interest, I'm sure uh, uh, two guys could uh, yeah yeah. I mean, they're a business after all, right? Exactly, (laughs) exactly. (laughs)
0: Like I said, you guys do really cool stuff during National Athletic Training Month. The fact that you could get the flag flown over the Capitol is pretty incredible. Um, I want to transition our conversation to the work that you do in the NFL Um, and you and I have been able to have wonderful conversation over dinner talking about the owner of the Panthers and how much of an advocate he is for our profession and the things that we do tell us a little bit about what what makes the Panthers different or what makes Charlotte different that uh, is really such a strong advocacy for the profession?
1: I've been really impressed with uh, you know, our, our, our new owner and his uh, commitment to uh, our community. Yeah. Um, just in May, we had an uh, organization-wide a volunteer day. So essentially everyone in the organization, players included, Uh, you know, after our practice, we were expected to go out into the community and do volunteer work. And it Uh was really impressive. I've just never seen anything like it in any, you know, institution or or college I've uh, worked with. but along those lines, uh, our organization has also been able to contribute to uh, athlete safety mm-hmm. uh, in our state. So there was a uh, grant that the National Football League uh, had for athlete safety right. uh, for twenty-five thousand dollars, and the Carolina Panthers were able to match that. Uh, wow. So there was a um, you know a, a school a school district, I should say, in the eastern part of our state, which is you know kind of ruled not the best socioeconomic situation mm-hmm. uh, down there. Uh, that was able to benefit from that, and I'm just so proud to be part of an organization that you know was able to uh, champion that, support that.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. And so, um, you know, even taking that a step further, what you do with the Panthers and being an athletic trainer, uh, you know, I, I think that there's this sort of idea that um, when you're at the level that you're at, there really is no work-life balance or, you know, you just commit your entire life (laughs) to being an athletic trainer and you're just thankful to be in the NFL and and that's it. But I think already you've demonstrated that from the volunteerism or other areas, um, you clearly have life outside of this. So talk to me a little bit about how you make that work and what that looks like for you, maybe even on a daily basis or like seasonally, how you you manage that.
1: Uh, A variety of things. One, I think it starts with, you know, kind of in-house, You know, we have a terrific uh, staff. You know, our head athlete trainer, Ryan Vermillion, and uh, our assistants, J.B. Laporte and uh, Mark Chemansky. You know, we all kind of help each other out uh-huh. with different things that we have going on in our lives. And, you know, he's very understanding of our, uh, you know, of our situation and, um, you know, kind of makes that happen. Yeah. Um, he's great supporters of us. Um, two... You know, when, I, when I'm home, I'm home. Yeah, you know, I really, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm married. I'm uh, 12 years married and... Uh,
0: Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, you know, when, when I'm home, I try to, to focus in and uh, be present. Right. Um, so, I, yeah, I think that really helps. Um, and then thirdly, I think there's a lot of things that we do, or you know, that I'm able to do outside of, uh, uh, you know, my time with the Panthers that can kind of cross over. So, sure. you know, when I'm doing some of the advocacy stuff... I'm meeting uh, program directors. Right. I'm meeting uh, students. Well, these are also potential interns for us. So yeah, that's a know, great point. Yeah, that that you know really helps us as well. You know, when I'm doing stuff with our vendors, you know, they might be helping us with a m- museum event. Um, but you know, these are also the same people that I'm you know counting on to help us you know keep our inventory up
0: in our athletic right, training right. room.
1: So there's a lot of crossover between yeah. the stuff I do with the Panthers and some of them, the uh, the Avis. Advanced- see work that, uh, you know, that, that happens
0: definitely lots of synergy there. I can, yeah. I can see how, you know, it's not necessarily one or the other. Correct. It sounds like there's a lot of crossover, but what I heard you say is that when you're home, you're home. So that Correct. is a very much like turn the phone off, put it down, be, be focused on spending time with my wife.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. That's
0: awesome. Any advice for athletic trainers out there to stay married? How to stay married? <laughs> <laughs> and well, and to I, balance it all.
1: <laughs> I think the the, the partner that uh, you uh, uh, connect with, yeah, that's that's everything, right? I Absolutely,
0: mean, the, the, I definitely agree with that.
1: The, the person uh, uh, you know that I've committed my life to, Nicole, uh, is very uh, understanding and uh, you know kind of. It knows my passion and is able to to work with me so yeah. it's it's been uh it's been amazing so
0: that's awesome well thank you so much for joining us today this has been a phenomenal conversation uh, for anybody out there it will be uh, available on sportsmedicinebroadcast.com/ Kevin King, and we will redistribute it on the Business Advantage podcast at some point as well. So thank you to the listeners. Thank you, Kevin, for being here. Appreciate everything that you had to contribute.
1: Thank you.